Hello, fellow adventurers, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Spoken Journal. I am currently in my apartment in The Hague, which I personally also refer to as The HQ, or my creative studio. This is my home base between overseas projects, and as those who follow me online on Instagram know, I recently returned from the magical winter wonderland that is Finnish Lapland, where I have spent eight weeks working. Before leaving, I have to admit that I was slightly anxious, mainly about the cold. I sometimes suffer from a decreased blood flow to my fingers, also known as Raynaud's syndrome. I hope I say that right. When this happens, my fingers turn white and numb. Very, very uncomfortable. Now, supposedly, this happens due to spasms of blood vessels, and the spasms happen in response to cold, stress, or emotional upset. Well, it's not dangerous, but it's definitely painful and very frustrating. Now, with the temperatures in Lapland going down to minus 30 degrees Celsius or colder, you might understand seeing that the cold is one of the triggers, how anxious I might have felt. However, I am very happy to say that I haven't had a single problem with my fingers in Lapland. I guess it has something to do with the dry air versus the damp air that we experience here in the Netherlands. And probably also the fact that whenever you are somewhere inside, it's around 24 degrees, warmer than my apartment at home. And whenever you go outside in Lapland, you actually wear proper clothes. That's a mistake I keep on making here in the Netherlands. For some reason, it just always looks warmer than it actually is. Well, maybe then it's also no surprise that I have struggled with cold fingers on a daily basis ever since I came back to the Netherlands. The irony. But yeah. Lapland has moved far and beyond every single expectation I had. Any form of anxiety before I left, such as the cold, was quickly washed away shortly after arriving. Every day looked completely different from the one before, as the color spectrum consistently continued to change. From deep shades of blue to mysterious gray, soft pink, deep sunset orange, baby blue, you get the point. If I scroll through my phone, I can differentiate the days by its colors. It was a treat for the eyes, and to be honest, it was very hard to leave a place where I felt so at peace with my surroundings and myself. The shift from the beautiful surroundings with forest everywhere, clean and clear skies, back to my apartment in a grey, solemn and yeah, sometimes very dirty city. And that shift has been very heavy for me. I don't want to badmouth The Hague, as there are plenty of great things about this place, but just personally I don't feel very much at home here anymore. And I think that that shift between my projects abroad and then coming back to here are just too big. But maybe it's also the neighborhood and the city center, but the trash and the amount of cars just seems to increase by the day. And it's been raining most of the days here as well, which of course hasn't been helping, making people's faces look very angry whenever I'm outside. I mean, to be honest, I've been avoiding going outside these days. Quite a difference with Lapland, where I couldn't wait to get my ass out of the door just to play and explore. Learning new skill sets, such as balancing my body on thin skis while elderly locals speed by like it's the easiest thing in the world. Always with a smile and a hey hey. <laughs> but nevertheless, if you know me even a little, then you know that I always do my best to make something beautiful out of every opportunity. And so I have been sitting with my own reflections realized once again that I need to focus on my own journey instead of keeping my head in a place where my body no longer is 
And with a bit of a rough start, I have finally been focusing on my very long desired rebranding in the past couple of weeks. Rebranding, because I feel that in the first place, my brand or whatever it is that I put out in this world, it isn't very clear, at least not to me. I feel all over the place and I'm in desperate need for some clarity and direction. I think that my podcast is also a reflection of that. First of all, it's nowhere near being consistent in the launches of the episodes, but also in the themes I have been, well, all over the place. All the episodes have been focusing on my own journey towards things, which a lot of you seem to resonate with. However, my last episode was listened to by only a third of the usual listeners. And compared to the other episodes, I received little to no feedback. And that made me realize that maybe I was also there straying away from my path. And so what I'm about to share with you today is how this journey towards more clarity and direction has started. The epiphanies that I got along the way and where I have currently landed. And this is not the end product, but the journey towards it. In the past weeks, I have been writing reflections, answering questions that brought me deeper towards the core and reflected on those again, until I could bring back what I want to bring into this world into just a few sentences. Now, looking at what I am already putting out in this world, I started with empowerment. My wish and focus is to empower others. But what makes me successful in doing so? Why do I wish for others to grow? What does empowerment mean to me? And what does it mean to pay it forward? I wrote page after page in my journal, reflecting on these questions. In between, I would read out loud and share some pieces of reflections with Mark, as he in return helped me by giving back new pieces that I could then reflect further on. And at one point, I landed on the following. The reason I want to pay forward the love, lessons and empowerment I have received is to honor those who have helped me on my way and pay forward parts of their spirit. Making the world a little bit brighter, as they too hope to see it. Gifting the world little parts of their greatness by helping others to find their greatness by becoming the bridge and the gatekeeper between both sides. It may not sound like a lot, but somehow this pulled a heartstring for me. Reading this out loud made me emotional and it triggered something inside of me that said that I was touching on something deeper, something greater than myself, a path that I wanted to continue on. So I started to write and reflect about what it is exactly that I can and want to share. What is important to me? What is my skill set? How am I already showing up in this world? And what would I like to focus on more? How do I combine the endless amount of things that I already do and still create more clarity and direction? Yeah, you may be able to visualize the many handwritten pages that I have worked on over the past weeks. And I'm happy to say that it actually did lead me somewhere. I would like to introduce to you Love, Play, Hush, the three pillars of all my doings. Love stands for cultivating self-love and prioritizing well-being. Play stands for cultivating play through expression and exploration. And Hush stands for uncovering inner peace. You will notice that most activities fall under all three pillars. Self-love, for example, to me means creating space for myself to nurture everything that falls under play and hush, such as doing things that spark joy, trying out new adventures or sitting down with my journal. 
And when I look at journaling, sitting down with a journal and taking time to write, that is a form of self-love. Writing is a form of expression, whereas reflections, writing down what you're grateful for, or maybe even a simple list, that those things have great potential to support the uncovering of inner peace. Three clear pillars, but still completely interconnected and intertwined with one another. Let's take another example. A big one for me is movement. Movement is definitely a way of taking care of your well-being. It's most definitely also a way to express and explore the body, to play. And movement may also serve as a form of meditation or create a flow state, which is a mental state in which a person is completely focused on a single task or activity, which gives us moments of inner peace. The things that I do won't change that much. I will continue to travel and to explore this world. I will continue to share my movement practice and guide meditations, fully expressing myself when on set as a performance capture artist. I will keep hiking and climbing my way to the peaks of mountains or even dive my way into the deep blue depths of this world and everything in between. Of course, with the occasional crazy idea, that would take me even further, like that time that I jumped out of a plane. And I am not saying that you should do this too. Not at all. I am trying to make a lifestyle where self-love, play and mindfulness are more accessible by sharing the tools that I have collected along the way. What hopefully will change is my way of communication, frequency and the effort with which I share. It will serve as a piece of clarity and direction for myself and hopefully in that way I can serve you better too. Enough clarity and space to finally launch some online courses, share online meditations and organize my own retreats and events again. Connect with brands that I share my values with so we may send out beautiful messages into this world in our collaborations. And with that, I'm also leaning towards more short films like The Appeal of Adversity that we made last year. Storytelling in all its shapes and forms. And there is so much that I would love to do and create just leaving me feeling that finally that rubble that lies in between me and my creations is being cleared. Because in my search of clarity, I realized that there is so much more mess waiting for me to be cleared out. Things that are standing in my way to freely create from the heart. And as I was starting to become more aware of the limitations that I have created for myself, there were three themes that stood out clearly to me. Number one is that I tend to focus on end results, which deprives me from enjoying the actual creation part but also sometimes results in me being so focused on what something should become that I am blinded for the steps that actually lead towards it. I am so focused on the final image, thinking 10 steps ahead, that I can't see step 1 to 9. And it's ridiculous because step 10 can and will only shape itself in the process of 1 to 9. The 10 that I am imagining will never be the same result that comes out after I've taken the steps towards it. And that is truly also the beauty of creating something. We never know what the actual outcome is going to be. It's the process of creation that makes something come to life. But during the process, it's open to constant change. It's not fixed. So by holding on to a fixed image to start with, I am doomed to fail. Which actually sounds crazy because the solution would also be to allow myself to feel along the way. Practicing what I preach and falling in love with the process. Letting go of what it might or might not become. So maybe it's not even doomed to feel because 
only dreaming about step 10, but never getting to step one to nine means that I'm not even starting with it. And if you don't start at something, you also can't fail at it. So long story short, it's time to start failing more and hard. The second obstacle I became aware of is that I spend a way bigger amount focusing on what others are doing than I would like to. By focusing so much on the journey of others, I can't focus on my own. It's very simple. Your focus can only be at one place at a time. And if that focus is directed at someone else, it sure isn't at my own creations. So I keep reminding myself to focus on myself, stay close to my own ideas and avoid social media as much as possible because that is where I lose the majority of my focus. And lastly, number three, the lack of confidence. And this one ties all three points together because I need the confidence to start and embrace failure. I also see how focusing on others brings my own confidence down. It is not something that other people are doing. It is actively happening in my own head. It's not someone else who is at fault, quite the opposite, because I am actively celebrating the wins of others, but it's my own inner speech that is beating myself down, telling me things that rationally I know aren't based on any form of truth, yet still, it gets to me. Whenever I see someone create something that touches similar ground as my own ideas, I feel that I cannot go there anymore. Like that ground has already been taken and I will just be some kind of copycat. And I dislike this thought so much because it's so far from the truth. There is always, always enough space for everyone to create. And we are not discovering the wheel for the first time. Everything has already been done by someone out there. And the wish to be original is like murdering your own creativity. And I know this and still I'm not fully practicing it. So therefore I am training my confidence to get over the not so little voice of fear in my head. Fear to be judged, to fail, to not be good enough, to be abandoned. And as I'm saying this, I realize that this means not only more confidence, but especially more love and compassion towards myself. Because that's what I really need. Not from others, but from myself. It's time that I put the volume of my own harsh inner critic a couple notches down and start shifting my thoughts into a more loving direction. I watched a TED talk by Brittany Packnett Cunningham about confidence the other day, how to build confidence and spark it in others. And she said, confidence is the difference between being inspired and actually getting started, between trying and doing until it's done. Confidence helps us to keep going even when we failed. That quote pulled a heartstring because I know it's true. And way too often, I feel incredibly inspired, but I feel the lack in the doing. Thousands of ideas just running through my head and only so few, if any, that I actually try out. And really, it's a process. And even though it was challenging for me to take all these steps back to point zero, especially while watching colleagues on Instagram having the most epic adventures while I'm here at home doing nothing. Now, of course, it wasn't nothing, but it felt like nothing to me, especially in the beginning, where I still felt like I wanted to launch forward with rocket speed to poo, step 10. 
but I couldn't. And now I can see and feel how this deeper reflecting work is already starting to pay off. With my new insights and the created awareness, I feel more stable. My direction is becoming crystal clear and that is bringing me a whole new sense of inner peace. What started as a rebranding idea actually brought me a more cultivated sense of self. And if the foundation of this one month of deep inner work is going to allow me to move forward in the way of which I hope it will, then I'm more than glad that I skipped out on all these adventures because so many more epic ones are about to come. And all these adventures will then come in such a way that I am continuing to build on top of my own foundation. So all of this can someday effectively support my lifestyle and family. Now, rather than remaining the wild dreams that it still is. Until that time comes, I will continue to invest time and effort without any payback into the things that I truly believe that someday also will start to give back to me, such as this podcast. For now, I'm going to wrap up this episode and I'm very happy to be back sharing my journey with you and I truly hope that you find yourself in a good place somewhere along your own path. I am currently also preparing for my next work project in Jordan where I will be spending four weeks hiking between Dana and Petra and then every week I will have a new group. And this also means that as always, whenever I prepare for a longer project abroad, my living room is exploded with stuff and Truthfully, the intention to pack my bags well in advance, but reality shows that I always manage to actually pack it at the very last moment. I will for sure be taking my reflections to the Wadis of Jordan, where as I walk, I can tinker, brainstorm, entertain and form the first ideas of my first personal project that I am going to work towards. And trust me, good things are coming. For now, thank you for listening. I always appreciate it if you take the time to share your thoughts about the episode. I am curious to know if there were parts that you could maybe resonate with or maybe you couldn't, if there were any takeouts for you or if you feel like maybe something was missing. Please don't be shy to share because I am here to learn and grow with and alongside you. You can find me on Instagram as Kimberly Nutby or email me at kimnutby at gmail.com. Oh, by the way, if someone knows a great designer who can help me with a new logo, typography and other brand related visuals, that would be a great help because my website should, of course, reflect the changes and the newfound focus. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And until the next one. Bye.